Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. All right. Hey, guys, it's Ashley Kirkwood with the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. We have with us today, Bob, who is the founder and owner of Entrepreneur House. And he's going to tell us about his business, what he does and how speaking plays a role in it. And for all of you listening who are, you know, frequenters of the podcast, this episode will be unique in that today it's a coaching episode as well. So you'll kind of see how I think and strategize with clients of mine and how we help them work through some of the challenges that come with being a professional speaker, because it is not all stages, trust me. Um, And Bob probably can attest to that as well. So Bob, welcome to Speak Your Way to Cash. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Entrepreneur House and how you got into that line of work. Sure. So myself, I'm a two-time entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. And what I mean by that is I, I was an entrepreneur had some tough times come up. So I ended up going back to the corporate world or government and uh, recently left that to return to full-time entrepreneurship. So in all of the different businesses I've run, um, my, my gamut has always been the same model of how I build the business. Obviously, the marketing and messaging might be different, but this core of the business has always been the same. So when I worked for the government, I used to, do, I used to help people who wanted to start a business in local communities, small communities. I used to work in small towns, small areas. So someone would come in and say, inevitably, Bob, you know, I'd like to start a business in uh, cupcakes or I'd like to start a business in home cleaning, right? These standard sort of businesses. So after about four years, I realized um, I wasn't actually serving, I wasn't serving them the way I wanted to serve them because when you work in a government structure, it's fairly regulated and it's fairly uh, established. So I decided to go out on my own established a plan, figured out how I was going to do it. And so where I'm at now is I now focus, I focus slowly, slowly, oh, slowly and solely on uh, those people who are in the corporate nine to five who want to leave for entrepreneurship. And when I say that, uh, I should clarify that I try and really look for the people that have started a side hustle or are starting a side hustle. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who want to make that leap, but there's a lot of mindset work. Whereas when they've already started the side hustle, They've already made that commitment. They've said, you right. know, here's what they want to do. But actually their gap is, you know, they aren't building that business, the base of that business effectively. And right. so what happens is they get into a side hustle, which is just, I'm just going to talk to John and, and Maria and they'll pay me for service and I'll do that. They haven't thought about all of the other aspects, all the operational aspects, the marketing aspects, the financial aspects of the business. Right. So my coaching is that, my, co- my, my service is helping them build a stable, sustainable, and scalable business right from the beginning. Um, not making them quit their job yet, but just building that until it makes enough revenue to match their corporate salary and have them do that leap. So that's where the idea came from. It really was just working with so many amazing people who had ideas who would just jump into it without sort of any... Um, uh, background or, or even idea that, Hey, maybe I should look at how, how should I establish a stronger base before doing it? Okay. And that makes perfect sense. And how does speaking play a role in your business currently? So I love attention 
So what I will, what I will often do is I will uh, do a lot of speaking gigs that are related to workshops. So I haven't yet, and maybe this is something we'll talk about. I haven't yet gotten to keynotes. I talk more on workshop and education. So typically what I'll do is I'll do a seminar on how to build your side hustle or am I ready for entrepreneurship? And I'll usually do those workshops in an hour to two hour format. Um, obviously because of who I'm targeting, I do a lot of them on weekends and evenings. Mm-hmm. So, um, but to be honest with you, when I worked for the government, I did a lot of other workshops. So for me, the workshop format is nothing new. Like I'm, I feel really uh, comfortable doing it. Okay. What, what has been new for me lately, I, even though I teach it, is this concept of now that I'm talking to people and doing these workshops, I really need to establish uh, sort of how they can work with me after the workshop. I really need to make sure that uh, I'm tracking and following up. Like the way it would work before is I would do the gig, I would leave and magically actually people would call me. And that's what it is when you work for the government, right? Now okay. it's more about, you know, how do you establish that, that connection? All right. So that makes sense. So were you using it primarily as um, lead generation or were you being yes. these workshops? Okay. So yeah, it was always, always lead generation. There are some workshops I am paid to do. Uh, and what I would often do, so I had a deal. So if it was a paid workshop, uh, I would deliver the workshop, but still p- try and remember to put them in some sort of follow-up thing, whether it's an email or into your business card. It was a free workshop. I would do that. But then I would say, as long as you have, as long as I am allowed to sell from the stage, B, you have, you have video and pictures there. Like I would try and create something um, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't just do a workshop to do a workshop unless it was for a meaningful cause or nonprofit. That's really it. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense. So, okay. And how, how were, how, how well were you converting the folks who attended your workshops to becoming clients? Did you track those numbers? No. And that's what I was bad at. So I I had them sold at the end in terms of, they were really excited from the presentation. They were really excited to work with me. They wanted to be connected, but I didn't have the right message, I guess, to say now go from A to B. I used to just, I had, I, I guess a little bit still had that fear that they like me. I don't want to try and sell something where they say no, and then they don't like me. So I, you know, I'm still figuring that out. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's something, and and I'm glad that you phrased it like that, because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with when they're speaking is like, they don't want to come off salesy at the Mm -hmm. end after such a great presentation, because I think in our mind, we think of it like, um, a roller coaster, like the presentation's mm-hmm. building, right? we hit our momentum, everyone's super excited, and the sales pitch brings it down. Mm-hmm. But as long as we control the energy in the room, the sales pitch should keep it up. It should mm-hmm. really be like at the end of your presentations, especially if you're speaking to convert. And for people who are listening who aren't familiar with the model, I've um, spoke about this before, guys. There's a couple different ways to make speaking work. One is you get paid to speak. So you don't hit the stage unless you get a check. The mm. other is um, speaking to sell. So you speak and maybe you donate your speech, but mm. you have an offer that you can sell that's, you know, ideally for me, I think it should be, I think you should have an offer that's under 500, right? For people who aren't quite clear, but I think okay. you should also always talk about your four or five figure offer as well. And I think that as a way that's like, yeah, you know, typically the cost is around 5,000 to work with me as an individualized coach. Um, But for those of you out there today that are like, look, I am not ready for that, but this is great information and I want to continue the conversation. I do have a free resource for you. And like, I I like to have it as a DI, like I offer a free resource to get Mm. people on my list, but Mm -hmm. I also offer like a DIY option. And when I do that, because I do the speaking to sell for my law firm quite often, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way that I build that conversation when I'm speaking to sell is during each point of the presentation, I have a customer success story. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't say it as like, this is a customer success story. You know what I mean? It's more so like, you know, I'm talking to them about a point, I'm teaching them about trademarks. And then the story for that portion of the presentation might be something like, I recall when a woman came to me and she had just found out her trademark was infringed upon. She mm-hmm. had entered legal Zoom and it completely failed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she called me all frantic and within 24 hours, we were able to figure out what was going on, issue a cease and desist, desist, um, desist, but I'm saying that wrong, cease and desist, <laughs> and, um, and file her trademark application. Now that's a $2,000 process, but even if she would have been able to buy my $250 Get the Tea on Trademarks course, she would have been in a better position. So what mm-hmm. I'm telling you all today is, Remember these things, take good notes, go home and get yourself protected. So if you tell the story and it's baked in the, the teaching model, mm-hmm. then that's a way to do it. And you you want to make it sound somewhat natural, but you also want to make sure that it's putting something in their mind that, okay, you do this for real. And people love stories. And since you have such a great um, database of people that you've helped over the years, you inputting those different stories in there, you know, would be pretty easy, I imagine. Okay. Yeah. And then at the end, you do, have to have, you, you do have to have a very specific call to action. So one of the things I would advise you, because you're probably going to continue to do the speaking to sell, and then yes. we'll talk about professional speaking. But one of the yes. things I would advise is you track the number of people who are at your events. So just in an Excel sheet for all the events you speak at each year, have the name of the event, the date you reached out, the um, the contact person of the event, but also have the the size of the event that the event organizer told you, but then also track the actual size of the event. And then you want to have another column that tracks conversion. So how many of those people got on your email list? That's one conversion metric. How many of those individuals booked a one-on-one call with you? Um, That's another conversion method. And then how many individuals actually purchased? That way, you'll know the value of those events. And then you can determine whether you should do the event next year, whether you should pivot. Mm -hmm. And after you have that information for five or six events, you'll know your conversion metrics. So you'll know Mm -hmm. if I speak to an audience of 100 people, I'm going to convert 3% of them into paying Mm -hmm. clients. So -hmm. this event is worth it. And then you can determine, should I travel for this event? Should I not? Because if you don't know those metrics, it's very difficult to determine whether the event is worth it for you. Does that make sense? I know it's like a lot yeah. of information fast. No, 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 no. I, you know what? It's funny. I talk about metrics on social media. I never thought about metrics and speaking. That's a really yes. great tip. That's a really great tip for sure. Yeah. So those metrics, speaking metrics are very important because a lot of what we do when we are, and really, if you're going to speak to sell, for those of you listening, this is going to be for people who have a business. So Bob has an established business. He has a client base. And so he could essentially go to an engagement with 500 um entrepreneurs and make 20 or $30,000 based on the price of his product and his conversion metrics. So sometimes, you know, people get really caught up in the speaking fee on the front end, like, oh, well, I better get this $5,000 speaking fee. But I've done better waiving the fee and being able to, because when you waive your fee, you essentially can control what you say on stage. Like, you're not paying me to be here. So I'm like, like, this has to convert for me. Um, And there's a way to do it. So it's not, you know, offensive and it's still a great presentation and a great event, but you definitely need those numbers to even determine whether or not a free engagement is worth it for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely suggest doing that. Um, and then what, what is the average size of the events that you've been speaking at and where are they? And so for the most part, they're, they're local to where I am here near Toronto, Canada. Okay. And uh, they're usually intimate in size, meaning that it's, it's often, 10 to 30 people. They're not big events because the workshops for me to deliver them, my preference is to have an intimate group so that I can ensure that I'm able to focus on people that have the questions they want. 
on occasion, I've done events that have had about a hundred people or so. Um, but that's been the top of my line and, and, and I've not really exceeded that. Okay. That makes sense. And then what, what are the costs of your services? Do you have tiers? So do you have a service that's under 500 over a thousand? How does that work? For, for coaching or speaking for the coach, like the product to sell. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I do have a low barrier offer, which I'm still establishing, which is, uh, because I work, I focus on side hustlers. I developed this, um, I should say program, but also live event called side hustle social. The idea is are building community, uh, in person with side hustlers. And then I have a package that, uh, which is 497. So funny you said under 500, um, which is designed to help side hustlers use social media for impact when their time and budget starved. So it's like, okay, these are all the social media hacks you can use as a side hustler when you only have an hour a night or something like that. So I have the 597 offer, then the group, then the larger one, right? Or then the 497 is the lowest one. Is that right? Yes. Correct. So 497. And then what's the next tier? Then the next tier is a 90 day coaching program. And it's generally done either in group or one-on-one, depending on the interest. That's a 5k program. And that program is more around uh, how to establish your offer and how to find leads for it. So it's almost, it, it's like the kickstart into what are you doing, what you're doing. That's like a sales program. That's for the most part. Yeah. But it's not just about sales. It's about, so you're building your offer, you're doing market research, you're testing your offer. So it's almost like you're saying, well, actually this is what I want to do. Okay. Well, let's make sure it's an idea that's going to work before you build a website and social media all around it. So almost so, like an incubator. It is an incubator. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really building and testing the offer and selling the offer in a beta format. Right? What's That's the name the, of that? <laughs> Leads Unlimited. Leads Unlimited. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when you speak, what's the name of your presentation? Uh, see, that's great. So great question. It depends on the topic. Uh, okay. So I don't have a specific keynote. Uh, it's more about, so if someone says, Bob, I need you to talk about social media, I usually develop something fairly custom to that audience. If they say that it's small business owners in a small town, I will do something like how to use Instagram stories for brick and mortar. So it's always very custom, which has been another pain point actually, because then I feel like every time I'm developing something new, whereas now in the summer, I've been getting regular gigs with uh, staples. Like you guys have office Depot, right? So we have, mm-hmm. so I've been doing regular series with them, which has been the same content. So I, every two weeks I have four talks and I just divvy them up among. So that one has all been around. Am I ready for entrepreneurship? Uh, how to build a side hustle, uh, how to build an offer, and how to go from side hustle to full-time entrepreneurship. So those four talks are the ones I regurgitate. And with Staples, did you pitch them and are they paying for it or is it a collaboration? It's a collaboration. So they do all, so it's unpaid. They do all the marketing. They create the video. They give me the space. They have all the material. I show up and deliver and whatever relationship I establish with the audience in terms of selling them or, mm-hmm. or converting them, that's my relationship. So is it at, is it at their off? Is it at their, one of their locations or their retail locations? Yeah. So in Canada, they're redeveloping a lot of their, their stores. They're redeveloping them into co-work spaces. So there's, wow. there's five right now in Canada where they have the retail outlet and then they've added a co-work space. And in the co-work space, there's what's called staple studio, which is, uh, yeah. So it's got a huge, gigantic, like nine screen wall and then three levels of benches, if you will. Like it's almost like sitting in a, in an auditorium or gymnasium. Uh, and then again, they have all the webcast, all the webcast stuff there. 
I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that those collaborations are really cool and can be super beneficial because they have such large emailing lists and banks are another great, because banks have space. They're another great workshop space that you can collaborate with. Um, but okay, so I really like that. So here's what I what I heard. Um, and for those of you guys listening who are like, what's going on here? This is um, a coaching segment um, who, you know, for, for Bob here. And I'm just very, very, very excited about all that he has going on. He has so much to work with. Hmm. So you, you. you have to join our coaching program. but I'm in the group. Yeah, I see a lot right. about it. I've just cool. been lazy fair about it for sure. <laughs> you definitely do. So one of the things I heard is that you're doing different speeches whenever someone, ha- you're doing a different speech per topic. Yes. So there's not any, um, there's not like a theme to your speeches. So if someone were to, because here's what happens. Yes. This is what happens. Most of yeah. the time people will forget your name. But mm-hmm. they will remember, or but they'll go to whatever the website is they found you at, and they, they may look at your um, the name of your speech, and then they may mm-hmm. Google the name of your speech. But you mm-hmm. want you want them to know you for something. So mm-hmm. you have Leads Unlimited. That's the name of your five k offer. So in ideal yeah. world, you probably have a hundred people in that five k offer. Okay. So all of your speaking engagements should be geared towards selling Leads Unlimited. So okay. I would title all of my speaking engagements Leads Unlimited, and then I would change um, only the subtitle. Okay. That way they're getting familiar with the brand. So you really want people leaving saying, yeah, man, that Leads Unlimited program was awesome. And then for each presentation, you need to be saying things like, and this in, in module two of Leads Unlimited, we really get in depth in this. We only have 15 minutes, so I'll give you some highlights here. And mm-hmm. if you're saying Leads Unlimited at least five to seven times during your presentation, mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, well, I want to have unlimited leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do I learn more about this Leads Unlimited program? Because ideally, you're we think of speaking as this one-off thing, but when you're speaking to sell, you have to think of speaking as a funnel. So speaking is a part of my funnel. And so Mm. I have to be very cognizant before I get on stage about what I want them repeating. Mm. It would be great if they were repeating Leads Unlimited after your presentation. It's very easy to remember. Um, Mm. And it fits with almost anything. Because if you're thinking about social media, why do people want to be on social media? To get leads. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do people want to um, figure out their sales strategy? To get Mm -hmm. leads. Everything Mm -hmm. goes with getting leads. Mm -hmm. I speak on stages so I can get additional leads if I'm speaking to sell in that capacity. So that is um, a great name because it can be it can be tied to so many different things. And if you're doing a theme at Staples, I would have Staples shooting out. We're doing a Leads Unlimited um, workshop series. These are the subtopics. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. you have Leads Unlimited partnered with Staples and Leads Unlimited partnered with this other big box brand or this bank or, Mm -hmm. you know, it it Mm -hmm. just it can really it gives you a lot of flexibility. But then within that, it sounds like you need a signature speech. So Mm -hmm. a framework by which to teach all of the different things that you teach. Say that again, sorry. Say it one more time. Like a signature speech. So that would be a signature speech would essentially, like the name of it may be Leads Unlimited, but the framework would be, you know, it could, so I do my signature speech is the currency of confidence and the framework is MBA, um, mindset, beliefs and actions. So regardless of whether I'm talking to college students about academic success or corporate sales professionals about increasing their sales, we're going to start with mindset and then we're going to start with what those beliefs become. And then we're going to go into the actual actions you need to take to sell more products. Um, so your signature speech makes it so that it doesn't matter who calls you to speak, you may be changing your subtopics, but you have a framework by which to work under. Okay. Okay. 
But the title is something you could do pretty easily even now. It's just make sure that everything, because you really want people in this 5K program. And it sounds like maybe the cancellation prize or the intro to you would be this $497 program. Mm -hmm, Okay. Okay. And then for your metrics, you may be tracking this already, but do you know how many people who purchase the 497 program convert into the 5K program? No, because I will tell you, this has been a pivot I did over the summer. So to be honest with you, I've still been just getting people in. So I know that my conversion from sales to into the first program, like the first step Mm -hmm. is about 50%. Okay. That's really high. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would I would look into that. And one of the things I always recommend, especially when you're rolling out new things, we think, sometimes we think that our customers know what we're up to and they just don't. Like mm-hmm. they just have no clue. So sometimes just reaching out and telling people, hey, we have this awesome program. I have 15 seats left. I'd love for you to be a part of it. You already took this. You're very involved in it. That may help as well to just let them know that it's available for them and that you want them in it. Cause some people just need that personal touch and they've been thinking about it and they haven't been able to get back around to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I like the, the leads unlimited title. And I think you could go really far with that and convert that into a signature speech that you are selling that you're using not only to generate leads, but eventually that you're using to get um, paid to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you done any, or what's your strategy now for getting paid speaking engagements? Uh, so I developed a speaker one sheet, uh, as I mentioned before the call, I'm just finishing my website, which will have a speaker page on it. Uh, and so now the goal has been, uh, establishing relationships with industry, uh, groups that I know that I want to speak at. So for example, um, there's a Canadian group for VA virtual assistants. There's a Canadian group for bookkeepers and accountants. I neglected to mention that when I focus on corporate people, I focus on people that are in the professional sector, not the creative sector. Um, so that's been my, my goal is to, uh, establish connections with them, attend the conferences and, and start to sort of reach out to them and say, Hey, you know what I think you do is great, but I had to build my assets first, which was the speaker one sheet, my speaker reel, so I've just finished that. Just finishing the website now. So when you say, what's my strategy? I, ha- I have one. I haven't executed it. My goal is to execute it in September, which is, again, to establish relationships and connections with organizers um, of these conferences where I believe my ideal clients are. Okay, perfect, perfect. That makes a lot of sense. So there, there are a couple different markets that pay speakers. And the association market, which it sounds like is one that you're interested in, is a big one because um, you have the associations of all of these different, it, it could be, it could vary. So you could have an association of virtual assistants, all of whom own their own businesses. And then you can have an association of like um, legal assistants who all work for individual law firms. Mm-hmm. I like the associations where both have their place, but the ones that typically convert to more leads are going to be the, the ones that are targeting people in a, uh, a, a specific niche that all represent different companies because your goal really would be to get in front of 500 companies or 100 different companies speak for the association, but then your spinoff engagements go through the roof because they've all seen you speak and they all have different companies, all of which could be your clients individually. Oh, so rather than a sector, focus on a niche is what you're thinking. Yeah. So I would focus on, I think what you're doing makes sense to focus on, um, you're basically focusing on a sector or a niche. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would do that, but I would just just keep in mind that you have 
entrepreneurs within that sector. So all the administrative professionals that have their own individual businesses that with maybe like one to two employees, or you have the associations that target administrators that work for different companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess okay. it just depends on what you're trying to do. So if your goal would be to, and I'll just ask you, what is your end goal for speaking and what would be an ideal world for your speaking business? My my hope is to augment my coaching income with speaking income. So I don't want to just use it as a lead funnel or generation. I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, my ultimate goal is that it would be at least a 30, 40% part of the business to generate that income. That makes sense. So then I would... I would do I would do both only because you actually have a service you could sell to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. to help them. Well, actually, you really focus on people who are corporate professionals looking to become entrepreneurs, right? Right, right. Which is always challenging because it's hard to get invited to a conference of corporate people when you're saying I'm going to help them become entrepreneurs because I, it's it's right. right. So I try when I speak at conferences of trade show, I try and speak on a specific business skill set as opposed to leaving their job. So often I get called for social media. So they'll say, can you come in and talk about how bookkeepers can maximize Instagram? So I'll, I'll talk on that, um, which I think lessens the, the fear. I mean, I don't know, I'm assuming, I don't know that the organizers are like, well, Bob's going to uh, take 30 of our, <laughs> our uh, professional organizers and make them uh, entrepreneurs and they're not going to come to the conference. Um, but so I, I often come in a workshop capacity. My, my other goal when we talked about revenue is also to do keynotes. You know, I have... I've had a very interesting journey in entrepreneurship. In 15 years, I've, you know, I've had some amazing companies. I've been featured on HGTV and I've been homeless, right? And so I always, I, I, I yearn to get on stage to share story more than I do education. Not more than I do, but as much as education. So um, where do you share your story now? I don't. I just, just you know, really tipsy people at the bar. if they're if they're into it yeah that's really it so okay so that makes a lot of sense so I think that you have a few different angles that you can approach this from Mm -hmm. but if your ultimate goal is to share your story then you have to start sharing your story now and that would Mm -hmm. be so one of the things that we do in the Speaker Rate of Cash Elite program is we develop your pitch plan first because we mm-hmm. want to help people to start getting their get money in the door. But then mm-hmm. we also develop their press plan second. And so we're doing that for three of the members um, in September. Mm-hmm. In September, we do the press planning portion of it. And what I recommend is that you start pitching yourself the same way you pitch to leads, the same way you pitch to anyone else. You would start pitching your story to the press. Mm-hmm. Um, and start telling that story in the press. Because then when you pitch for speaking engagements, you can say, I have a really interesting story. Click here to read about it in Forbes or click here to read about it in Inc. Magazine or click here to read about it on my link. You can even do a LinkedIn article telling your story. From Homeless to Hope, One Entrepreneur's Journey or something that really, I think that plays on the most dramatic points in your life. So if Homeless was the lowest point, was the highest point HGTV because then you, because the title has to be something that really draws people in. Okay. So I would think through what is the lowest point in my journey, which sounds like it probably was homeless. I can't imagine it. I mean, maybe it was worse than that, but that's one that people will identify with and say like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine. Or, oh my God, I know how that feels, you know? Right, right. So it'll evoke emotion. And then HGTV is a reputable national, you know, brand. So people mm-hmm. also will understand that that's a huge huge turning point and they'll want to read that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I okay. would just start telling it. I would start off like if you have to start by telling it on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, <clears throat> right? 
write a LinkedIn article, publish that, because then people will know that's your story and they can start inviting you to speak on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just say if you're interested, you know, I love putting links in pitch emails because it helps me to track when they're clicking things, but it also gives them insight into who you are. And if they like it, they will email you back. Okay. So you have to start telling the story that you want to tell on big stages on your own or else people won't believe that it's your story. Okay. They'll be looking for proof of that. Got it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I would definitely do that. So we've kind of gone over um, a lot of different points that I think will be pretty beneficial. How do you feel now? Yeah, I definitely feel a lot more clarity. I love that you, you have a lot of tips that are tactical in nature. I mean, motivation is important and mindset's important, but I'm a guy that needs tacticality. That's not a word. Practicality with tactical. Yeah, definitely. So that, yeah, I love those. I love that advice. That's been really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, and you have a really good foundation. And I think that is, that's that's the hard part for a lot of people is going from, I don't even, I want to speak. I don't have a website. I don't have a demo video. I don't have any of the assets that I need to speak. You already have a business mm-hmm. and an expertise, which are really the types of people that I love working with because now it's just a matter of packaging it in a way that people are immediately interested because you need them immediately interested. People are yeah. not going to give you their time without it being something in it for them. Even if all that's in it for them is a juicy story, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really do think you should tell your story um, because that would be, that's going to help you to get some of those engagements and those keynotes, motivational type speeches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But you know, the, the workout sessions and sections and um, all of those uh, trainings and all of that, all of those are paid opportunities. So corporations pay trainers all the time. Mm-hmm. their rates differ and there's typically a little bit less money, but that happens all the time. Like they're paid all the time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I would consider is, can you go to some of these conferences, get paid to do their workshops mm-hmm. and then the following year, collect all the reviews that you can and the following year pitch to do the keynote. Okay. Okay. And get some of that feedback. You'll definitely want the feedback from the audience. Mm-hmm. So you get mm-hmm. some of it. They get some of it. Um, I'm a big fan of getting my own feedback. So mm-hmm. getting some reviews and then sending it to the organizer. Um, yeah. Getting, I typically bring, a, I try to budget about 10% of whatever they're paying me for a videographer and photographer each time. Oh, okay. Okay. It's very, very helpful. Okay. So, you know, I use Thumbtack to find those individuals most of the time because I'm traveling all over. So I don't have time to get personal referrals. Yeah. I use Thumbtack and just look at all their reviews and everything. And that's been going pretty well. I've gotten some great video footage from doing that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm glad that you got some clarity. I think that's great. Um, Tell everyone where we can find you next. So in terms of speaking or online? (laughs) (laughs) Both, both. So if someone is listening, looking for a dynamic uh, Leads Unlimited speaker, where can they find I, uh, so the website, as I mentioned to you earlier, is just in the process of being done. It is entrepreneurhouse.ca. Um, but most people find me online socially in terms of on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I tend to be a lot more active there. So my, my profile is facebook.com slash Bob Minhas Life. Uh, and my LinkedIn is linkedin.com slash IN slash Bob Minhas. And just for clarity, it's M-I-N-H-A-S. That's my last name. Also, if you Google search me, you'll generally find me. There aren't too many promises out That's there. helpful. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm generally much more active on social than I am on my website. So yeah, please look me up. And, and I'd love to connect with anyone that just wants to chat about everything we've talked about today. 
Yes, for sure. And look him up if you're in your nine to five and you're interested in going from nine to five, a corporate hero, as I like to say, to an entrepreneur. It is definitely a journey. So if you can have guidance in that, I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to commit to doing um, a few more of these coaching calls. I think it's great for you all to get a sense of how I am as a speaking coach and the types of ideas that I bring to the table. Ordinarily, um, in the Speak Your Way to Cash Elite program or in a Speak Your Way to Cash VIP day, we would actually go through and develop a plan for six months. Like, you know what you're going to do for the next six months. You know how many leads you want to obtain, how many people you want to pitch. You also know some conferences that I'd recommend you go and speak at based on your specific area of expertise. So we really develop a good plan together so that, I mean, Bob talked about the clarity he got in 45 minutes. So imagine the clarity we get on a two-hour mastermind call. So definitely... Mm -hmm. If you all are interested in that, just go to ashleynicolekirkwood.com, scroll down and select to be in the VIP day, or you can, you apply for the VIP day, or you can email me at admin at passionpurposeandpaychecks.com, and I will be sure to send you the application for the Speak Your Way to Cash Elite program, which is my private one-on-one program. And um, yeah, we'll go from there, guys. But thanks so much for joining. And uh, this Saturday, I'll be in Atlanta at Speak Your Way to Cash. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, you probably missed the Atlanta event. But there's one in Chicago in October, also called Speak Your Way to Cash. So you could just go to ashleynicolekirkwood.com under events, meet me live, and I'm sure to help you out, make your speaking dreams become a reality. So signing out again, Bob, thank you so much for joining us. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks.